Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Real-time location systems have been considered rare and exotic technology deployments until very recently. RTLS has been used by luxury car companies like BMW to track the location of 3 Series and 5 Series models mixed on a single high-tech production line, but these systems cost millions. Now Bluetooth is changing all of that in a way that's sparking a wave of innovation, not just in high-tech, but in warehouses, manufacturing, facilities, hospitals, and office buildings around the world. Speak to the CEO of any Bluetooth beacon vendor, and 9 out of 10 of them will tell you they're focusing on the enterprise where the ROIs are specific and measurable. RTLS is a key application for that. Last week, I had a fascinating discussion with the guy that literally wrote the book on RTLS, AJ Malik. AJ is one of the most joyful technology geniuses in the business, and he's been working in this space for years. So it was wonderful to have him explain it to us firsthand. Check out this important episode and do subscribe on mrbeacon.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite audio podcast platform. AJ Malik, uh, author of RTLS for Dummies, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It's a real privilege to have the person that literally wrote the book on RTLS. Uh, personally, I have two copies of, uh, of your book, the, uh, the Kindle and the, and the paperback. Um, so uh, it, it's incredibly thorough um, and it's definitely not for dummies. Uh, it, it's, it's comprehensive. Uh, it goes into quite a lot of detail, but it is super accessible. So enough of the flattery and praise. Uh, tell us, what is an RTLS? So RTLS uh, stands for uh, Real-Time Locating Solutions. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like uh, the way you see GPS, uh, outdoor location, light, everybody knows GPS. You can find where you are or you can find the nearest pizza or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so RTLS is everything about real-time locating and uh, that could be indoors or outdoors it could be knowing your position or knowing position of something or somebody else so all the book is all about all technologies all uh, ideas about various solutions the challenges you face in doing rtls and yeah that makes sense and uh, but uh, let's just go one stage deeper. What do you 
see as the boundaries between an RTLS. When is an RTLS not an RTLS? Because there's a, a lot of systems that are dealing with presence and location. Where, where do you draw the boundaries? And I think you went pretty broad in your book, but if you're being very kind of precise, what, what would you say the boundaries are of an RTLS? Wow. Uh, you know what? My boundary, I, I do not have a boundary. <laughs> <laughs> My boundary is if there is a location, and uh, I call it granularity. And you know, so to me, I am on Earth, that's real time locating. <laughs> or, or the rover is in Mars, that's okay. real time locating. Yes. As well as I am in America, or I am in my home, they are all location, or it could be, you know, I am 37.456, I can give you the full GPS coordinates. Uh, it could be at that level. So I, I go like uh, very precise to very broad, uh, and that's uh, how I define granularity. Okay, so we're talking GPS and we're talking um, uh, Bluetooth tags and we're talking ultra wideband. And it's a, what have I missed off that list? What, what do you think is in the RTLS bucket? Very good. A uh, lot of technologies. So uh, uh, let's talk about the technologies in the outdoor space, right? So you have GPS, you have the cellular uh, based location, like which cell tower you are connected. Mm -hmm. You have the location based on which satellite you are connected. You have outdoor location based on just physical visual presence, you know, like a camera snapshot or the satellite imagery telling who is where, things like that. Then when you go in indoors, there is a plethora of technologies. You have um, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Zigbee, a uh, lot of uh, uh, technologies, you know, there is a lot of RF space which is open. So like you will have in 433, 800, 900, 1800, 1900, all megahertz space, lot of technologies in that space. You have technologies which are locating based on sound, right? Or ultrasound, you have technologies like ultra wideband, you have technologies on uh, you can uh, locate based on uh, you know ultra low frequencies also right like uh, i was recently reading and that was pretty one of my another new area of interest i am exploring you know like our brain waves mm -hmm. they also have a pattern mm -hmm. and uh, they are actually ultra low frequency waves mm -hmm. and they can be also transmitted and recognized so in fact uh, there are some defense projects where they are actually putting some big large sensors. So this is how they detect human presence. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So the technology range is very broad also. That, that, that is tremendous. And how, I mean, how did you get into this space? Uh, and why did you write this book? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So I tell you, right, uh, this is started in around, not for the book, you know, I was with Symbol Technologies. Uh, Symbol, I don't know if you have heard of it. Uh, they make the barcode. So Symbol yeah. owns the patent on the barcode. They invented the barcode. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were uh, um, doing Wi-Fi. We were doing developing, designing Wi-Fi. And we were like part of Wi-Fi Alliance, defining 11B, 802.11G and all those space. Then Symbol bought a company called Matrix. It was an RFID company. And uh, my my manager said, Ajay, I want you to figure out how you can integrate RFID into Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I started looking at uh, RFID uh, and then I was like wow I can get the RFID tags reading at each reader level but like you know what I was coming from the Wi-Fi background so for me it was very natural to see that I can manage multiple RFID readers from uh, the same from the same uh, same central controller I can manage multiple readers okay and then it, pretty soon my idea became that I can have uh, I can allocate tags I can locate tags and I can locate tags across the building and it was like wow it's not just I can locate a tag or read a tag I can tell the location of tag mm -hmm. in the building a holistic view right yeah. where the RFID tag has been and then it was like oh we can do the same for Wi-Fi and then um, I started talking to more companies and there was there were a lot of companies in ultra wideband space on uh, ultrasound space Bluetooth space those days it was not called BLE and it was like I was learning on uh, steroids like and I was talking and since I was part of symbol and then symbol got acquired by Motorola Motorola being being a big company a lot of small companies wanted to interact mm -hmm. so I just became I was just lucky to be at the center of all the location activities happening and I was learning so much why I wrote the book so that's a different story uh, my my wife uh, always wanted to me to do masters I have not done masters and she was like you should study more learn you know you cannot just do be bachelors uh -huh. to do more. and uh, so I said, uh, and uh, the dummies people I at that time, one guy had contacted me that would you be interested in doing a book? So then I talked to my wife and said, if I do a book, then do I, is that, does that qualify as master's <laughs> or PhD? <laughs> and <laughs> she says, yeah. And uh, I said, okay, I'll do it. And then I, uh, and the dummies people, the Wiley brothers, right, Wiley company, they do a pretty good job. They assigned a big team. Yes. And uh, they, they do a tremendous job. It was, especially I, I'm not a non-native English speaker. And uh, they worked with me. They had like a team of 15 people, editors, readers, proofreaders, and to help me. And I'm writing and drawing things and they are like helping me and... Uh, yeah, you make, have cartoons as well. It's like yeah. a full production. Entertainment, production. information, everything you, you should yes. want. And, yeah, uh, they, they did. Yeah. and uh, to me, like uh, the name of the book was Dummies. I think it is just like this, but it was like a, to me, it was a, like a reference building. I was putting a lot of stuff, and uh, it was very good exercise. And that's why, like, I wrote the book for that reason. But when I was doing it, I tell you, I learned so much. It was like doing a PhD <laughs> because no, I, I, I felt the same way when I did the Beacon Technologies book. Um, and, and really, I loved it so much, I carried on doing these interviews to kind of keep that experience of learning. Very nice, very nice. So that's, uh, that's wonderful. And, and once again, RTLS for, uh, for dummies. Um, so um, why would we want an RTLS? What are, the, what are the business drivers that are actually causing people to implement these systems? A lot of business drivers. And in fact, the word RTLS you know, like when it started and where we are today, it the word may RTLS as a word or phrase may not be as uh, known, but what the word people know today is IoT yeah. or, or virtual reality mm -hmm. or augmented reality mm -hmm. or 
machine learning artificial intelligence mm-hmm. right and i think those steps are those are the um, applications which have developed around this whole world of rtls and in fact even at the time when we were doing rtls and uh, i'm sure you were d- dealing with it at the same time these used to be called machine to machine things we did not have the term iot Right. but we were using m2m mdm different terms people were talking about these things and they yeah. are the same things we have been using them and people were talking the business cases all those business cases are still around yeah many more yeah. right so people do why will people do rtls so you know same reasons which you do anything right top reasons are always i i, I qualify generally reasons for anything in uh, buckets of i want to make more money I want to save money. I want efficiency. I want uh, entertainment, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, so yeah. these are the four reasons I want to do things. And RTLS gives you business drivers in each case, and every vertical has different use case. Yeah. For example, like the you have a use case of proximity marketing. That hey, when I see somebody, I want to send you a coupon. Or if you came again to my shop. hey or you are a frequent visitor to the shop i want to give you something more mm-hmm. right and i want to keep you keep coming here okay. so i need the location so the location becomes like a revenue driver yeah. marketing driver the location also becomes uh, uh, i want to find all my assets uh, for tracking you know in healthcare they say people spend about 13 min- nurses spend about 13 minutes every hour for finding things mm-hmm. so that's a lot of time being spent and uh, so you want that so you want uh, to tag put tags or some either put tags or the devices are coming up with some integrated approach mm-hmm. so that they can be located yeah a and a system so that nurse can find it easy right or you want to find the doctor where the doctor is right mm-hmm. and you want to find the nurse so you have reasons like that or in a uh like amazon warehouse you want to locate things when the robots are actually picking up things and getting things you know what the only way and they do not put all the things in order right they put things like that in that case you need robots to as find things and the only thing they can find is by using location yes. so that you know where the location is so location becomes a um, part of the business yeah. right location also becomes part of your efficiency find the fastest route right if i am driving it's a and you know what when we have autonomous cars right or autonomous forklifts right when there is no human involved behind it mm-hmm. or human driving it the only way they will approach things or they will do things is by making use of location location has been always fundamental for everything right, right? i i think there are two things which matter and for which we we do not have our own internal sense mm-hmm. location and time yeah we need those two things from outside everything else human being is pretty has everything inside it so you've cited a lot of different applications there and reasons why people would implement an rtls obviously there's a a cost involved and some of these systems can be very expensive Uh, although the price seems to be really coming down we'll talk about that later what do you think are the most potent drivers of an ROI you know where do you see the sweet spot that is driving um investment in this because my sense is that you know RTLS has been around for a while your book um or well, how how old's your book now it's it came in 2009 and and I read it and it was like it had been 
been written yesterday and it was kind of uncanny. It's like, I feel like this stuff just came out. I can't believe the date on this book. So in some ways, <laughs> yeah. things haven't changed. But I do feel like there's a lot of changes. And again, we'll talk about what changes have come since you wrote the book. But let's get back to the center of this question, which is, where do you see the biggest drivers for actually people implementing projects? And if I'm building an RTLS company, if I'm building the software or the hardware, what are the applications that you think are going to be the most successful in this space and why? Okay, so there is one application which is around asset tracking. Yes. It will always be there yeah. and people will need it. And I think that is a like now a baseline application and it will be always successful. Yeah. Okay. People need it and people need to find things, whether it's home, commercial, enterprise, you know, a big factory, wherever it is, people need it. Yeah. I think that is one space. I think uh, a modern driver for uh, RTLS will be around contextual computing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I mean by that is, you know, like when you are doing machine learning, you want to know where you are learning that data from. And you need to look at that data. So the location is very fundamental, another fundamental element for machine learning. And that's where all the modern applications around artificial intelligence for improving efficiency or robotic applications, all the applications for uh, uh, virtual reality or augmented reality, they will use location as a very uh, fundamental application. Uh, and I think that is where the RTLS will become much and much important. And uh, because RTLS will not be used by humans directly. Mm -hmm. And uh, when its technology has to be used or operated by non-humans, and when I say non-humans, I mean robots or softwares or machines or things like that. That's where it becomes very, very critical. RTLS will play a very critical role. Yeah. Am I making sense in this space? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my sense is that the. I mean, you've described some technologies in the book, like ultra wideband. You know, I think that's a really interesting area because it to me, was one of these technologies that really uh, established that you could have very accurate location for assets. But in its original instantiation, it was pretty expensive. You know, RTLS systems would, would, would cost a lot. And so you saw them being used by the luxury car manufacturers and so forth, you know, BMW, and uh, for finding tools and locating the things on the production line. But my sense is that, you know, Bluetooth... And obviously, I'm a Bluetooth guy, but I do, I, I, I'm super interested in all the other technologies as well. But that has really, it's, it's kind of bringing the price down. And so you have ultra wideband coming down in price as well. So um, maybe, so I think my, my belief is that this, we're actually going through kind of a renaissance, a kind of a second wave where suddenly, and, and of course, the Bluetooth standard's about to change and it's going to embrace. Um, location and asset tracking and so forth specifically and so I think the price is going to come down 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 and it'll be used more often but it's not that this thing is new which is great I think for anyone that's developing a business in this then people have been doing this for a while a lot of the software has got the slots in it so let's go back and have you talk us through um, the different technologies that can be used to locate and, and right. I think that's a pretty broad question so there's kind of different like spectrum and radio technologies and then there's different techniques so 
maybe we should start off with the techniques. And, uh, you know, first of all, you talk about trilateration and triangulation uh, as a way of locating things. And I think most people kind of have a vague understanding of what that is. But what's the difference? What's the difference between trilateration and triangulation? Okay. And you know what? Most people use triangulation when they actually mean trilateration. Okay. Trilateration is a tongue twister <laughs> and it's a complex <laughs> word, <laughs> right? So people, whenever you are computing a distance between more than three points, so you are trying to compute distance from three points or more points like a polygon, that's where what you say, I'm using trilateration. When you are using distance from all the points and you are create, computing the center. Right based on the distance from all the points. So this is basically, you're drawing circles, right? Yes, basically you are drawing circles, yes. Like you take, uh, if you have three points, yeah. you draw a circle on each point, yeah. okay? And uh, the distance as the radius, yeah. and then where these three circles intersect, that central point is your trilateration result. So that's trilateration, and that would typically be used by like uh, standard Bluetooth beacons where you're yes. measuring signal strength, right? Yes. They translate, what they do is they will take signal strength and uh, there is a formula and they will convert signal strength to distance and now you have the trilateration. Okay, so yeah, we, uh, so you've got a warm signal here, a hot signal here and a cold signal here and so you infer distance and then you draw those circles and you have a rough idea where something is. Well, if that is trilateration, what on earth is triangulation? <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. <laughs> yes, people, that's, <laughs> triangulation is actually very complex. And triangulation is actually using the angles. So it's actually you are determining that what is my angle when the signal is coming. You can actually, you not only know the distance, you also know the angle. And so you can actually compute very nice because now you know in the 3D space how the distance is. Like uh, in trilateration, let me give you an example. When you have three beacons, okay? So what you are, you compute is, you say I have three beacons in the floor, on the ceiling. So center of the location is actually somewhere in middle of the ceiling, mm -hmm. but extrapolate it in the three third dimension mm -hmm. to say you are on the floor, not on the ceiling. Right. And that's what you do. But in triangulation, actually when you are on the floor, you not only know the distance to the beacon, you also know the angle of the straight line that goes between you and the beacon. So, so you actually you have like X, Y, and Z. 
you x y and z and that's what the triangulation is but you know most of the technologies <coughs> do not give you z or angle like in rf most of the times it's omni you know all rf is coming you do not even know the shortest path and the shortest path may be coming through reflections or refractions yes. so you do not know that path so you actually always end up doing triangulation trilateration right but, but you call it triangulation everybody okay. calls it triangulation yeah i think it's just easy to say and that's how you know what people figured out i am triangulating it yeah. they have created a word around it verb around it mathematically yeah. it's different yeah absolutely so uh, uh, and i think there are a few vendors that are doing that. One of my favorites is Cooper, and I think that this is a Finnish company, and they have like multi-segment antennas, and so they literally do measure the phase of the signal crossing the antennas, and they get the angle, and so they, they're pretty accurate. But you can get accuracy with trilateration, I guess, but how do? what are the different techniques? At the center of this is knowing how far away the asset is, the thing that's being tracked, from the thing that's locating it. And can you just kind of run through quickly some of the ways of doing that? Because there, there are many, aren't there? There are many. And you know, let's talk about the RF technologies. All RF-based technologies are, uh, there is some kind of RF wave, some um, like 400 megahertz wave or 2.4 gig or 5 gig, some wave is coming. And when the wave is coming, the what happens is when the wave comes in the air right the higher the frequency right like 2.4 gig versus 900 mm -hmm. which is the higher goes less distance mm -hmm. what that means is the wave attenuates the rf power attenuates like as a receiver you cannot even see it if you are too far okay so i cannot see something too far and things deteriorate exponentially what that means is the graph looks graph looks like almost like this so when you are close, the RSSI is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But the moment you are becoming far, the RSSI now goes like this. Mm -hmm. So you cannot tell I am 30 meter or 50 meter RSSI is same. So this is where all the technologies, the distance from the uh, source of RF and the, between the receiver of the RF has to be not too far. If you are too far, it's very hard to compute the location. And uh, yes, this That's is the crux of all technologies and they are trying to um, solve this problem in fact let me just add one thing you know what is the biggest challenge in the location world and why beacon is good and uh, you know and how they solve exactly this problem because the problem was how do i add a large number of location sensors or transmitters or receivers throughout the building yes and it was a real problem yes and everybody is trying to solve it ultra wideband ultrasound companies wi-fi companies even bluetooth companies were coming up with solutions yeah. and then they were coming up with whole bunch of proprietary solutions or standard based solution but the idea was you put all of them and installation of all this is very difficult yes. it's actually very difficult and i think the number one challenge is this that the installation of establishing the background infrastructure to locate is lot of work and uh, this is what i really liked about the beacon or ibeacon right when the apple did it that was like oh very smart yeah. they, they said made it a standard so that everybody can use it and now i can start putting these ibeacons wherever i want in the ceilings 
right? or hide them here, there, wherever, and put them everywhere. Yes. And the technology was low energy, so you could run them for two years, three years, five years, uh, figuring it out how you want to do it, yes. and it is manageable solution. So they created a very, they solved the infrastructure problem, and what how it solved is if the beacons are everywhere, now you do not have a distance problem. And right. now you are close to the beacons. And since you are close to the beacons, you will start getting location accuracy because you are in this part of the curve of RSSI to distance, where RSSI is quite, uh, you can use a formula easily. But yeah. when it goes at that range, it has no meaning. So this is the main thing behind all these technologies. And uh, yeah. I, I believe beacon has been a smart thing. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, and just to recap, so, you know, you talked, you started off talking about some of the challenges with RSSI receive signal strength and the fact that because there's this logarithmic curve, when you're far from a beacon, it, it, it really is impossible to tell, um, uh, you know, with any precision whether how, how much you've moved. If you're like 40 meters away from a beacon and you move five meters, it's very, very difficult to uh, differentiate that accurately. And so... I think um, you know one approach to this is angle of arrival, but that has all its some, you know some challenges in terms of having to be have lasers and precisely set it up. And what I think you were saying is we've had this beacon revolution where for anywhere from five to fifty dollars, so let's say twenty or thirty dollars, you can get a pretty you can get a very good Bluetooth beacon. You can put a bunch of them everywhere, even up and down escalators when you're going yes. between different levels, and then you can track um, then you can track. Uh, location a lot more easily and you know I saw that I was at the HP conference uh, Aruba uh, and they they had their beacons and they mapped this huge hotel basically in a weekend stuck stuck a bunch of beacons everywhere and they had a really nice conference map where you could find your way around so that's some of the benefits of that so we've got kind of the pros and cons of RSS and the classic beacon we've talked about angle of arrival but there's there's more isn't there there's like all these time Talk to me about the time-based techniques because this is the thing that really confuses me. So okay. round like trip time, time of arrival. Try and yeah. make that simple if you can. <laughs> so you know what? Let me tell you, right? Like so I, I have um, like in the book, I put the techniques in two categories. Yeah. Okay. One is like I would call ranging techniques. Like how do you guess the distance? And the second is the position estimation. Like once I know the range, how do I compute it? Okay, yeah. and let me go into both of them. So in ranging, one of the simplest technique is proximity. And you know, iBeacon does that very well too, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Are you nearby? That's it, good enough. If I see you, I know you are near me. You know, like I'm when I'm uh, with my kids and walking and I'm like, if you can't see me, I can't see you, stay nearby. Mm-hmm. And that is the model, as long as we can determine. Then you have a something called time of arrival, okay? Time of arrival is, if I can determine the distance, time it takes for signal to start from wherever you are, whoever is transmitting, whether it's the IM or as an asset or my tag, or it's the uh, location sensor or location transmitter, whichever is transmitting, if we can determine the time from where they start to the time where I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is actually a very important um, technology used even in GPS, Mm -hmm. you know, they put a timestamp. Like what time the signal when it is coming down, what time it started from the satellite. Mm -hmm. And since I know the location of satellite and I know the distance, since the distance is a lot, the time distance 
gap is meaningful. Right. right? And but, but these things, if you're in a warehouse, that's a pretty small distance. And <laughs> presumably <laughs> these signals yeah. are going, what, the speed of light or close to it. So yeah. how, yeah. how yeah. can you yeah. use timing in yeah. that close yeah. proximity? So this is where, uh, you know, the ultra wideband technologies and some other companies, what they started doing is, is they put actually a um, lot more gear, infrastructure background gear to time sync at a nanosecond level or microsecond level between all the location receivers or yes. sense transmitters. Yeah. It's a lot of work to put all those cables and keep them in a time sync at that level. Mm -hmm. Because if you are pretty time synced at, and you have the real time clocks capable of doing it in nanoseconds, mm -hmm. then it's not that bad. Because you know, in, I can compute the distance, even the five meter means something in nanoseconds, okay. right? But the moment you go, you know what, that technology, that circuitry is expensive and installing all that background wiring and time sync capability is expensive and a lot of work. And it's a lot of cables, a lot of things. And uh, the moment you do a time sync on a low, like in a, I know in milliseconds, hey, everything is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like a signal which goes from where I am and across the earth, Right? If just it goes, it will take, uh, I think it's over 100 milliseconds to go across. So it takes time. So, But it's 100 milliseconds for across the earth. Mm -hmm. So between the warehouse, it's nothing. It's not a one millisecond. It's actually in microseconds. Okay. And that is why if you don't have those technologies, time of arrival is not really effective. Um, until you are willing to install all that gear and use technology based on that. Okay. Then you have... Uh, time difference of arrival okay so what time difference of arrival is little difference from time of arrival again you need lot of precision okay so all these time arrival technologies i think to make them work in warehouse a lot of hard work i think these technologies make lot of sense like you really cared about location at a very high accuracy and you are willing so you could maybe you can deploy things in a surgical center, operation theater, you know, a small dedicated space where I have a focus niche application mm -hmm. and I need this. Otherwise, it's way too much deployment for people. Right. And in t time difference of arrival, what you are doing is they all are synced up and now I know the this time it took from this signal versus this. Mm -hmm. So since this is the difference, based on that difference in microseconds, I compute the range, how far you are versus this. Good. And we could spend more time talking about, about it, but if people want to know more, because there is more and you've, you know more, uh, they just need to buy the book and read that. Um, so just a couple of things, then we're going to have to round up. So very quickly, um, I, I was really interested that you covered security in your, in, in your book and you talk about that. And I have to confess, I haven't really thought that security was that important with kind of... Uh, um, an asset tracking system, um, in, but but tell me, tell like, me different. What's what? What should we be aware of in terms of security with RTLS? Okay, so security, you know, for anything and everything, um, there are two aspects of security: privacy and security. Okay, and they are uh, there are people out there, uh, you know, whose job is this? You know, I was uh, reading that. Uh, the cyber hacking industry, mm -hmm. it's a $120 billion industry. 
that's a lot of money. Like that's a lot more money and a lot more uh, uh, accessible markets than a lot of people are doing their business in. So it's a very lucrative business. Mm -hmm. If you if you want to do bad stuff, there is money for it. Okay, so this like, is the, the size of the market. If I'm a black cat, if I'm a bad guy, there's money to be made, unfortunately. Okay. There is money to be made, unfortunately. It is so sad, right? But uh, that's how the world works, yeah. right? So there are people who will, so let's talk about beacons, right? So people can uh, disrupt. So there are people who want to just disrupt the workflows mm -hmm. because just to mess you up or they sometimes do unintentionally, right? And like, for example, in iBeacon world, let me give you an example in iBeacon world. iBeacons are spread out in the building. I figured out what iBeacons are used. I figured out the beacons which are used for gate 76 in an airport and gate 73 and everywhere else, right? And uh, if I had some malintention, I can put bad beacons, same beacons and put at somewhere else so that when the police or some real security people wanted to use those beacons for their location to catch, they are confused and they will go in the wrong direction. It's like giving the wrong directions to people. Yes. You see what my point is? So, yes. so, so to, you have, we have to protect our, uh, um, we have to protect our beacons. We have to protect uh, that nobody can just uh, rogue, be rogue beacons, mm -hmm. can put rogue beacons. That is one case. Right. The second thing is somebody can go and uh, reconfigure a beacon intentionally mm -hmm. to give a wrong direction if it was for a wrong direction or it can change the asset ID and you may think the asset is still in the building but when the asset is not in the building and somebody may be stealing like in healthcare and all, a lot of things people are putting uh, asset tax, mm -hmm. they are actually, uh, they are very expensive things. You know, like $75,000, $100,000, you know, like the scopes they put through mouth and all those things, they are expensive gadgets and they are putting tax on them. And if uh, people can just put fake tax on them or fake tax on something else and then take it away, the system will not know. So you need to protect uh, the IDs yes. and it has to be encrypted sufficiently so that it uh, and it has to be non-changeable sufficiently and you have to have ability to detect there is rogue or misplaced or somebody has uh, done tamper with that asset so that is all critical that's why these are the top reasons i believe uh, one needs to make sure there is a system in place for protecting the beacons yeah very good well this has been wonderful aj thank you so much uh, we've covered a lot we've covered uh, you know why and what and how uh, but there's more in your book. I know, uh, in, you know you've got some great guidance for people that are looking to buy and implement systems. So uh, people should check out uh, RTLS for, for Dummies uh, by AJ Malik. And AJ, thanks so much for spending time with us. Oh, thank you, Steve, so much. This, is, this was my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>
I would say more recent than old songs kind of guy. All right. Very good. I, I admire that, uh, keeping on top of things. I, I'm, I'm stuck in the 80s myself. So um, the, the classic Mr. Beacon question is, how, well, what three songs would you take if you were going to Mars? I know. You know what? When I'm going to Mars, those will be actually, that will be Indian music. Very good. <laughs> those, those will be Indian songs. So. Well, excellent. And Which three would you choose? Which three? Yeah. I think uh, I will uh, <clears throat> I will pick uh, one song. This is from a movie, a 20-year-old movie actually. Uh-huh. It uh, it's called DDLJ. It's a full form. It's an abbreviation. And I'll pick uh, one song from that movie. Uh-huh. I will uh, pick uh, one song from. There is another movie. I'm giving them because they are Hindi names. Uh-huh. And uh, that movie is. Uh, called Dil To Pagal Hai, it means like the heart is crazy and uh, I pick one song from there and uh, I pick one song from a movie, it's called Ankush, uh, Controlled and uh, I'll pick, uh, this is a more like a prayer song. Alright, very good. I, I'm, a, I'm a religious person also. <laughs> okay, sure, tremendous. Um, so, um, that's, that's great, this is a first, so we actually haven't had uh, I mean, people normally choose Western songs, and I'm so glad that you've gone against the grain and uh, you're giving us a little bit of a broader, broader audio landscape. So thank you for that. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.